I'm Haley, and this is the Sunshine and Color Podcast, where we talk about pretty much everything from body image to business to real life adulting and so much more. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as we try and figure out this thing called life. Hey everybody, today I have a special guest. Her name is Sarah Bartlett. She runs Canyon Contour. She just graduated from Samford and she's pretty awesome. So welcome to the show, Sarah. Hi guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me, Haley. Yay, I'm so excited. Um, do you want to, I guess, give everybody a little rundown where you're at post-grad and like, I guess um, for those of who don't know you just kind of say a little icebreaker of who you are. Sure. Yeah, um, totally. So I, it all started, I would say during quarantine, I started selling stuff on eBay just in my spare time. And over my senior year, that kind of evolved into me um, going thrifting and repurposing things and selling them at like a local thrift store. I rented a booth there. um, And that year was pretty hard on me. Um, I went through like a really, really bad breakup. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It sucked, but um, this is kind of what kept me going. And I just really found a passion for it. Being a business major, I was not like too keen on going straight into the nine to five just because I wanted to make my own hours and be my own boss. And so it was honestly really fortunate um, that I kind of like found this passion when I did because I don't know what I would be doing right now um, if I didn't. But um, so I really just got into this idea of thrifting, upcycling, and then reselling clothes, but at an affordable price. Um, And that really just evolved into me actually purchasing a school bus. Um, It's a 1997, 28-foot-long bus that I bought kind of on a whim and decided that I would turn it into a a mobile vintage-like boutique. Um, and so that is what I've been working on for the past, oh, since January. So like past like eight months, I've spent the last three months converting it since I graduated. Um, and it's been a really cool, really challenging, but really exciting process. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. I feel like a lot of people were inspired during the COVID time when they were just, twiddling their thumbs, but it's so cool to see how you've grown it and made it into what it is today and what it's going to be. I feel like a lot of people have gotten into the whole idea of reselling, um, Mm -hmm. which is totally awesome because um, what a lot of people don't know is that 80% of what you see at thrift stores actually just ends up in the landfill. I mean, Goodwill, it's like, they sell it in their stores. If it doesn't sell, mm-hmm. they move it to the Goodwill outlet and then they actually burn it. Um, and so, so much of what you see at thrift stores is actually completely going to waste. Um, and like 14 million tons of clothes end up in the landfill each year. So by like the idea of buying secondhand is really crucial to like not filling up our landfills not releasing those like toxic emissions and then Mm -hmm. because everything is made out of like plastic rayon and all of these materials takes like 300 years to break down so um like this kind of combined my interest of supporting local nonprofits um 
and saving the environment into some way I can hopefully one day actually make money. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, it's definitely a passion project. I am definitely very broke right now, but <laughs> hopefully not broke. <laughs> yes. I think like all good stories, I mean, I don't know, just it comes with risk when you totally. start like following your passion. It always has that involved. So that yeah. is so awesome. I've been really fortunate to have a great support system. Um, mm. My parents are totally on board with it and have been really helping me at my church because <laughs> people in my church have come and donated so much of their time and wow. um, knowledge. And so I've gotten to learn way more about diesel engines um, mm. and mechanics and construction than I ever thought I would need to know. Right. Um, I also was able to like win a competition that gave me some startup funding, um, which was honestly really crucial. I don't think I would be here without going for that. Um, right. So that Definitely. was really the push I needed. I think to get this thing started was the idea of possibly winning funding. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just like, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to win this thing and I'm going to make my, like my dream happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. I kind of want to touch on that part and like um, dig deeper into that. So Samford has a region's new venture challenge and it has a kind of just independent out not just students sector kind of she's competing with people outside of the school outside Mm -hmm. of the classes and um you have to write a business plan and you have to present to i guess sharks if you will it's kind of like a shark tank yeah um so can you explain that process and what that was like for you yeah um i had always heard about it and i think i entered like my freshman year but didn't make it very far Mm -hmm. (laughs) um I'd always really heard about it, but they didn't do a great job advertising it. And so when I remembered that that competition was a thing, I was like, oh, that's the perfect opportunity for me to really like try to get this thing launched. Um, And I I don't know, I'm not big into like manifesting, (laughs) but I definitely think having like a positive mindset on things is awesome. And so I like prayed about it and I was like, okay, Jesus, like I really want to win this competition, like help me make it happen. Um, and so I worked really closely with one of my professors um, in the social entrepreneurship branch. Um, and he kind of helped me formulate a business plan. Like I wrote it, but he was definitely um, really helpful in working out kind of just some of the logistics and bouncing, being the devil's advocate um, for mm. things that might work and things that might not and kind of what the judges might say about certain issues um and so Mm -hmm. having that was definitely I think crucial to feeling comfortable in front of these sharks as you will um and so I presented my business plan for the first round um to like one person (laughs) um (laughs) made it to the second level which was like two judges and then eventually made it to the final competition where I think there was four or five different business ideas that made it to the final round, um, Mm -hmm. which was a panel of three judges and a pretty intense, like, questioning, um, like, Mm -hmm. interrogation, if you will, about um, just, like, some of the logistics, um, which was such a good experience. I think that, like, they really brought interesting points to the table. 
um, as far as like critiquing my business plan. Um, they didn't have a lot of negative to say, but I definitely took what they had to say, like really like strongly because like they're professionals. Um, yeah, but it was an awesome, awesome experience. I would encourage everyone out there, like go, go do the regions challenge. It's so much fun. Yeah. So did you write it all yourself? Like the business plan? Yeah. Yeah. I wrote the whole business plan myself. It was, I think 30 pages, single spaced, um, on top of writing my senior thesis, which was, I think 50 pages and finishing my economic (laughs) degree. So I was really, really busy. (laughs) And I was working, I was working as a server pretty much full time, um, and running a this business on this. Oh my gosh. I was so busy. It was crazy, but totally worth it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, did you just have coffee in hand all the time? All the time. No sleep. Oh my gosh. No sleep. No sleep. <laughs> wow. And I bet like, I don't know. I've seen this pattern in myself too. I just always have to be doing something. So when I'm like yeah. at home or visiting on vacation, I'm like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I need to be doing something. Like, it's do you have that? Like a hard balance. It's definitely a hard balance because like after graduation, it's like, okay, I have saved up for this. Um, like I need to work pretty much full time to make this happen. I'm not really able to have a mm-hmm. like paying job for the first time in like five or six years, um, yeah. which is really, really scary. <laughs> um, but I think like honestly owning your own business, like it's hard because you never want to stop working. So the thing I've had to learn is like taking a few hours and being like, okay, I'm going to veg out and give myself some time or do some socialize, um, is like something I'm learning. (laughs) Like that's important Mm. because otherwise I'm just working all day, every day, 15 hours a day. Um, so it's definitely, definitely a learning, learning process, but it's so much fun. I mean, Mm. it's very liberating to feel like, I make my own hours. Like I have built this from the ground up. Like this is, I've definitely had a lot of help, but it's like something I'm really proud of to be like, what I did that. Like, that's crazy. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know? Yeah, definitely. And those hours that you take, you've earned those hours too. Like, yeah. And I just know it's going to feel so good. Like I am right at the end of my conversion process. So I've completely painted the bus, like built it, gutted it, built it, out from the ground up um and I'm adding the finishing touches now and it is so rewarding just to see like Uh, months and months of like hard work and to see it come together exactly as I planned it out is the coolest mm, thing definitely so uh, I thought of a question but it just escaped my head (laughs) but um oh so it'll be done will you be coming what is your plan for when it's done what is your travel plan all that my initial plan was to drive it across the country and make like a six month long road trip out of it um, and just sell vintage clothes on the road. Um, mm. I'm now realizing that that's probably not the most realistic plan just because of permitting. There's a lot mm. of red tape that I've had to like kind of work through to make this thing happen. Um, and so my current plan right now is to keep it in Florida for the winter um, and start out in Orlando and try to cover my startup costs, um, Mm -hmm. like being central to Orlando and driving it out um, to different places in Florida, especially because people come to Florida in the winter, like for tourism, because it's cold everywhere else. I think it'd be a good opportunity to just kind of like 
target those tourists with the bus. Um, and so that is my plan at the moment. Um, but I have learned very quickly that nothing ever goes according to my plan. Um, and so I, I kind of have a roundabout plan, but I'm also open at the same time. So like the great thing about this bus is like, it's mobile. If I have an opportunity that arises, like I'm able to take it and kind of bring this thing with me rather than being tied down to like a four-year lease somewhere, um, yeah. which is nice. You are so right. Um, you're able to go wherever, like if there's an event or if there's a school that really, or a certain group of people that are buying from you, like you could mm-hmm. go follow them or. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like one of the things that like really led me to do the bus rather than a traditional store is because it's really low startup costs. Um, I mean, usually if you're going to start your own business, it's going to take at least a hundred K. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just the, the, like a low number for starting a business, but I think my budget is probably around 15 K, um, which is still high for a college broke college student, but, um, <laughs> um, but it's manageable and it's like right. really low risk. Um, mm-hmm. I know that if I were to sell the bus right now, I could get all of that back. So it's comforting in that, like, I'm not, I know I'm not going to lose money, but uh, Mm -hmm. the reason I chose the bus was for the low overhead. um, And the fact that I could not be tied down to one specific location and be paying rent, I basically turned a liability into an asset. So rather than just paying $3,000 a month to someone else, like, it's like, no, I own it outright. I don't have to pay rent. Like it's a, it's an investment. Um, Yeah. And then. I can also test out different markets. So like if something's not working, I can pick up and move pretty easily. Um, and if, if people don't want my stuff in Orlando, you know, they might want it in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's less risk in that way too. I definitely like encourage like y'all go out, buy a school bus, turn it into a business, <laughs> steal my idea. <laughs> Partner Do it, I dare you. <laughs> you know? Franchise it out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, that is amazing. Um, I think too, with COVID and everything, not having a place that you know a bunch of people have to wear masks you have a bunch of overhead like it's a very yeah. small risk mm-hmm. too like one at a time in your bus maybe even or yeah have yeah. it all outside or something like that exactly I can very um it's really easy to make adjustments same with mm-hmm. my inventory I've, I'm sourcing it all from like thrift stores and nonprofits, which if you go on a certain side of TikTok is not the most popular thing ever. Um, people mm. kind of come at me for gentrifying thrift stores. Um, but I think there's mm. a lot of misinformation there. Like I said, mm. I've worked in a thrift store. Um, 80% of it gets thrown away. Um, so I really wish that the facts were straight out there. Um, I'm not yeah, preying on um, the less fortunate. If anything, I'm like all my inventory is going to support nonprofits. Um, which fight systemic poverty um, and then impacts the community. So, I, I mean, like, right, my intentions are really, like, for helping the community and the environment. Mm. Uh, and I, I wish more people knew that. Mm. So, I guess, break down, when you get your income, like, when someone pays for an item from you, what does that money go towards? Yeah. So all of my inventory is sourced from nonprofit. So like, um, like I probably, you know, I spend a pretty decent amount of money at Goodwill 
every month. And then an additional 10% of that is going to go to a different nonprofit every month. Um, And so I'll kind of be like partnering with, you know, the humane societies are having an event that month. Like I'll Mm. partner with them and send 10% that direction. Or, um, you know, I'm really passionate about sex trafficking. So um, Mm -hmm. like just kind of raising awareness and I might do like um, 10% to find a new drug or something. Um, Yeah. Stuff like that. So that's awesome. Um, so you spend initially the money on the clothing and then when someone buys it, you just get that money, you know, back in or whatever. So it's already been paid for towards that company. And then the extra 10% is going to these nonprofits, which are helping the community. That is so amazing. And so just yeah, I it's a circular motion, like, I feel like. Yeah, I want to create like a positive feedback, you know, like mm-hmm. save the environment, help the community, like let's all work together. Like that's how we're going to yeah. get stuff done, you know? Yeah. I love it. And, and I'm definitely like, I need to support myself, but like if me making less money is going to help mm-hmm. other people, like it's totally worth it, mm-hmm. you know? And I think yeah. that people from a marketing standpoint are also interested in supporting local businesses that have like a mission drive or some sort of um, like social component to them. It's Mm -hmm. like, personally, I will spend more on something if I know that it's going to help a good cause or it's environmentally sustainable. Um, So it's also a a little bit of a marketing thing, but coming from a place of just wanting to help people. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, you know, the market, like you just know that that's- I'm in the market, so I know. know. Right, exactly. So, and obviously you probably had to put that in your business plan, talk about that because all the, I don't know, I've, I've also experienced this because a lot of my passions are helping the community and like mental health Mm -hmm. and everything. And so when I've talked to like the older men and women in business, it's just not as understood, I guess, overall, or I don't Mm -hmm. know, we're in it. So we see it all the time, but it's, it's such a new thing, I think still, even though it is kind of what everyone talks about these days. It's still something you have to explain. And I mean, it's hard. It is so hard to be like, oh my gosh, 10, like, it doesn't seem like that much. You're like, oh, 10%, mm-hmm. whatever. But once you take, you know, 6% out for taxes and like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, that's like a big chunk of money. So it is definitely hard to be like seeing that go out the window when you're yeah. not making much, but it, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that's it's the, the scariest part of this whole process is just the unknown factor you know I'm like will people want to buy my stuff mm-hmm. will I find enough places where I can set up um and actually open shop um and then social media is hard <laughs> brutal um, especially TikTok yeah yeah so it's challenging I'm learning a lot <laughs> if you are yeah. starting a business and you think it's going to be easy it is not <laughs> but definitely rewarding for sure yeah that's awesome I'm so proud of you and all of your endeavors and I can't wait to just see where it goes can we just support you and everything I can't wait to see where sunshine and color goes I'm excited oh (laughs) (laughs) thank you it's it's been fun it's it is definitely hard um but I feel like you are definitely in the in the thick of it but oh my gosh just how much good that's about to come and yeah, how much like, forward motion take, you're gonna see yeah 
I hope so. It'll probably take a year or two until I really like, mm-hmm. you know, get the ball rolling, but yeah. you know, it's worth it. Right. <laughs> right. So what is something that keeps you going? What, I guess, what keeps you fulfilled to keep pouring into this? Um, I have a very interesting, I think, approach on money. I like, I'm pretty low maintenance. I don't need a lot to, you know, be happy. I've, I've learned the lesson that that's not what's going to make you happy. Um, doing something you love is what's going to make you happy. Like I love to travel. I love adventure and like this business, although, you know, I might not be making, I might be making more if I were working as like an economist, um, and actually (laughs) using my major, um, (laughs) like it's not what I'm enjoy. It's not what's going to keep be fulfilling for me and so like the fact that I every day get to help the environment help people make cool connections and like not have to sacrifice adventure it's like all my values in one so that's what keeps me going it's like I've really like designed this to fit my life and I'm I'm live working to live not living to work you know Ooh, working to live not living to work that is so good um because I think a lot of women and men too in college think that they need this job. And I mean, most of us do, some of us might not, but need this job that has our major or has something that we're able to do based on what we've studied. um, And I I fully recognize how fortunate I am. Like I don't have student loans, which is, Mm like I worked really hard to not have those like the scholarships mm-hmm. and stuff but I'm not everyone is in that position so like I mm-hmm. fully recognize like how blessed I have been but I still think that that like mindset of like not letting like money completely rule your life and getting caught up in this huge rat race of like I have to be the best I have to be the most successful the one with the most money it's like I yeah. feel like it's very easy to get stuck in that trap and it's like that's not what's fulfilling <laughs> at least not for me you know yeah I know. Yeah. I mean, someone could totally be, and there are people out there and I say we need all the economists and nurses and doctors that we can have, like the world still needs those people. And they're so valuable, like to anyone listening, you're awesome. You do you. Oh yeah. Lift people up where you are. And yeah. Um, and like, for me, I'll probably graduate and have to have some sort of job based on, I don't know, something I like, I do like marketing and I do like branding and all of that but I do have this dream and like I'm gonna pursue that too and whatever that looks like at the same time um I would say like my biggest message is just like make it work you know do what works for you like Mm -hmm. if you think that I haven't done jobs that I hate like oh my god (laughs) I have done I have done so many jobs that I hate just to save for this you know but it was worth it so it's like, yeah, you do have to sacrifice a little bit, but like, go mm-hmm. for it. Don't let the fear of failing stop you from yeah. really like giving it your all, you know? Yeah, that's so true. And when you do fail and make a mistake, because you're most likely going to stumble and fall oh, a few times. Oh, yeah. I but you learn. <laughs> because I could come back to this in like a year and be like, okay, Haley. I'm broke and it didn't work, but I learned a lot. Yeah, exactly. Like if anything, you're going to learn something. Like you're always learning and you're going to see something. You're going to meet somebody. You're going to, 
I don't know, get something out of it. Yeah. And especially the connections I've made along the process, like people are, seem to be really interested in what I'm doing, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Um, <laughs> like, oh, that's weird. Like I want to know more, but I've been able to make so many cool connections about it and like connect with people. Like I never thought I would. Um, uh, but, like, that's really cool too. That is cool. Yeah. The connections are really important. I feel like, because you're right when you were talking about your church supporting you and your family and friends, like they give you so much good feedback too. And Mm -hmm. the fact that other people besides you feel passionate about what you're doing is just like, ah, this must be meaningful. This must be right. Like, yeah, I cannot wait to see where it goes, but it's so unknown. It's like, I'm setting my expectations low and hoping for the best, (laughs) (laughs) but if anyone, you if anyone out there wants to follow me, it's Canyon Couture. <laughs> I gotta do a little uh, yes. promo. No, seriously, guys, she has the coolest stuff. If you could see her right now, she's wearing this like really cool vintage jacket and like a tie dye shirt underneath. I never would have thought to put like a tie dye shirt underneath one of these cool jackets, but she's making it work and it like not just making it work, she's working it. So, um, yeah guys you should follow her she finds really cool stuff like she's the one who's digging through all of these bins she's the one who's finding all the awesome things to the goal is to make it affordable about you know it's not yeah uh vintage shop prices where it's like 70 dollars for a t-shirt like think target pricing like you can find a good deal so (laughs) that's pretty cool i definitely love that because you know college (laughs) Yeah, I want to make sustainable shopping like available to everyone, because Mm -hmm. if you think about it, like the ability to thrift shop is a privilege in itself, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have the time to invest hours and hours and hours to find like the perfect gym, Um, but they might want to shop sustainably, but then can't afford Eileen Fisher, which is like $150 for a t-shirt. So it's like, I want to make it like, you know, accessible to everyone Yeah, while still covering my costs. So definitely still learning how to do that balance, uh but uh this is like a movement. I feel like, um, something that we all need. And I mean, I myself have thought like how many people can go to a thrift store and just resell, like how many people can do that until it's too much. But honestly, it's so smart, especially when I heard about the 80% goes to landfill. Like if not everybody has time, and not all the time I have time to just go to a thrift store and find something cool. If there's people out there that have a passion for doing that, that Mm want to be like, Hey, this is what I found. It's cool. It's from a thrift store. It's sustainable. Like the more people, the merrier I feel like. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's definitely the competition is fierce, you know, like there are deep offers out there that are very like aggressive. warming my thrift stores in Orlando mm-hmm. so it's hard but at the same time some people see value in items that others don't and so it's mm-hmm. like okay I like this you might not like it but like I like it and so generally there's something for everyone and I think like I've done some research and like the this idea of like resale um is projected to like outpace um like the actual like purchasing of clothes in the next 20 something wow. years so yeah, the projections for the resale market are like insane. It's the fasting growest, it's the fastest growing sector of the retail market is the resale, um, which is really cool. And I think that huh. will also help us break down this cycle of fast fashion um, and get into mm-hmm. a more sustainable mindset, which I think is really important. 
um, yeah. not like changing trends every month. Um, so Pac, I feel like has just right. perpetuated that where it's like, oh, I see like these influencers like wearing this and then it's in one month out the next, it's like taking this like 10 year cycle loop into a series of months. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think like that along with like the idea of dressing more unique will hopefully help people not only like become more sustainable with their shopping, but find their own personal style and make much less judgment in what you're wearing. It's like, mm-hmm. wear what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's really yeah. good. Yeah. And I'm not saying like everyone and their mother go out and start their own like Canyon Couture, <laughs> like not, not like take over because just, your just business come shop is, at my shop. <laughs> yeah, not saying not stopping anyone and not like telling anyone to take yeah. over um, anybody else, but um, there is something good in this, um, in this movement and in helping the world and helping everyone just be themselves and, and support each other. Um, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> totally a message of love and like respect. And that's what yeah. I'm about. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Oh, well, um, I don't, I want to be mindful of your time, but do you have any like questions or last points or what would you, I guess, share to someone who's looking to start their own business? Um, do it. It is a ton of hard work. Um, you will probably cry a lot. <laughs> don't let that freak you out like don't let that stop you um it's totally worth it I'm still learning I am still like in the thick of it um and probably will struggle a lot more before I uh really reap the rewards of it but uh it's so worth it and don't let the fear of failing stop you because you sometimes you learn better from your failures than you do your successes you know um very least it'll look great on resume. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It will. They'll be like, oh, I see you, uh, you had a bus there for a little bit. <laughs> like, we'll yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know, just don't settle. Yeah. That's my biggest thing. Don't settle. Like if you're unhappy with your job, like go find something that's going to make you happy and support you. Like mm-hmm. you can find it. Yeah. There is happiness for everyone. That's- yeah. It's important to have in life. That's, that's why we're here. Like the mm-hmm. purpose in life is not to make money. It's to be happy. So like, I feel like that's the message. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. And <laughs> I hope to have you back on again, maybe like yes, after, after a few months, months, once I uh, learn some more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> more yeah. Be like, Haley, I think I have something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here. I'll be here. Um, yeah thank well, you so much for having me I love the yeah. chance to get to talk about it I think like women entrepreneurs we need more of them so we do we do we're here to make the world a better place so thank you yeah. so much for your time and for sharing your story and um yeah you're awesome everyone I'll put in the show notes Candy Contour Sarah Bartlett it's awesome go support her and her her journey Yes, let's connect. Come to me with questions, (laughs) y'all. All right. Peace out.